Blog Talk Radio. Carol the Coach. Sex, love, and relationships. We talk about it here. Carol the Coach. Compassion with contemporary relevance. I am a psychotherapist. I can be your personal life coach and I can help you with your issues. There are no problems too small or too big. You can talk about anything. Speaker, columnist, radio TV host, and commentator. Carol the Coach brings messages of wellness and empowerment within reach of everyday people every day. Almost five years ago, I lost my soulmate in an accident. He was killed in a plane crash. Life just for me has seemed to stop. There are groups all over the city. I mean, I teach one. It is a specific way to start thinking so that you shift how you see the world, which then shifts your energy, and then you feel better and you actually see things differently. Carol the Coach, always available to at carolthecoach.com. Now, I've got Russell on the line. I'm 47 years old. I'm a truck driver. I am married. I have a wife in San Francisco. Okay. I haven't been home in six months. My thing is, I, I don't know if I have a sex addiction or what the problem is. Why do I want what I can't have? And as soon as I can have it, I don't want it anymore. You're right on target when you say, I don't know if I have a sexual addiction. Well, guess what? Yes, you do. And you know what? That's my specialty, Russell. So you're at the right place. Continue. I meet women online and, and I'm in a different part of the country. I, I travel all 48 states, so I love sex. I hear self-esteem issues. You never felt good enough and you didn't feel like you were getting what you should have then. And you're re- Reenacting that now. Do you want to change that about yourself? I got an interesting email this week. He says that what we need to do for sex addicts is to support them in their relationship with couples. And I said to myself, well, that's what I've been doing for years. And I have to say, I really knew what he meant because truly with partner betrayal, if you're married, with partner betrayal, you have to do a lot of work in the initial stages to help her heal. Then we bring in mutuality and negotiation and compromise and all that important stuff. But I decided that I thought I probably needed to contact an expert um, and really knew that it's important to contact experts so that you get the right advice right off the bat. And so you've heard her on my show before. Dr. Crystal Hollenbach is coming on the show to share with us what she believes sex addicts need at the beginning of their journey with partner betrayal. You know, they're in trauma too, and that's what her point is, is that they are in trauma too. And so, interestingly enough, I just uh, finished a class for ITAP, which is the governing body for certifying sex addict therapists. And I kind of taught them the approach, and they said, well, what about, what about, what about really um, supporting us? You know, we want to know that we've got rights in this relationship after recovery. 
And they do have rights. You do have rights. If you're a sex addict and you're trying to help your partner heal, you absolutely do have those rights. And we know you're in trauma. However, her trauma is more immediate because you caused this, because you did this accidentally to her. And I say accidentally because in your addiction, you didn't know that this was going to happen, that she was going to be so traumatized. So I can't wait to talk to Crystal and find out what does Dr. Crystal have to say about a traumatized brain and how do we juggle and be there for both the couples. So I'm really hoping that um, I'm really hoping that we get a lot of good advice today. And so I just really want to welcome her to the show because she's got quite the reputation to provide all kinds of services and And let me make sure I'm trying to figure out why I got some feedback but guess what we got it done Dr. Crystal Hollenbeck welcome to Sex Help with Carol the Coach Hi Carol so nice to talk with you today yeah, I, I was so excited when you said you'd be willing to talk about this issue because, you know, when sex addicts are working on, on their own healing and they've got a little bit of recovery time, it's really admirable that they want so badly to change and to manage this addiction and help their, their partner heal. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, it's so true. And I think when a couple first comes into therapy for betrayal, sex addiction, they're feeling overwhelmed. But so much of the emphasis gets put on the partner being traumatized. And we just don't really take into consideration sometimes that discovery also is very traumatic for the person who's the betrayer or the addict. Um, you know, in their mind, they've convinced themselves that either nobody will ever find out or they've minimized it to the point that it's not really that big of a deal. They're so used to living in this fantasy, double life. Um, And so they're in a state of shock. And I really think, in my experience, uh, what I see with couples is a lot of the reason that some men can't seem to make progress, like they can't lean into understanding really what's happening uh, quickly is because they're in a state of trauma themselves. It takes them a little bit of time uh, for everything to calm down for themselves and them to really realize the reality of what's happening. And then, of course, they go into that protective mode of the staggered disclosure and the denying and the, you know, that's all part of the trauma impact as well is denial. Um, so there's a lot there, Carol. You're exactly right. Well, and and you mentioned that denial and that staggered disclosure. Now, this is, I want our listening audience, there's partners out there wanting to find out more about their husband's trauma. I really want you to know I'm not pointing fingers and I'm not expecting too much, but I do believe that when it comes to partners, the next thing they need is a disclosure. And when they go investigating and asking lots and lots and lots of questions, 
whether they're getting that disclosure in the process of doing it, um, it can complicate the trauma for both of them. You know, that's what the disclosure is for, is it's a safe way to get all that information with, with people that are professionals that have been trained. And unfortunately, sometimes, especially for partners that are compiling their questions, wow, don't you agree, Dr. Crystal, that it gets them on a loop, and then they everything they write down, they want to ask their husband in advance. It's so true, Carol, and that's one of the first things that we do in the couple's recovery process is writing out that full disclosure, and I do it for men that I see who are not in relationships, too. It's so important for them to break through the denial, to actually put everything in black and white, to get it out, to face the truth, to break through shame. There's so many things around trauma related to that disclosure. And like you said, the partner, she just needs to know truth. All of a sudden, or he needs to know the truth, whoever the betrayed partner may be, they need to know the truth of what's happened. All of a sudden, everything they thought was isn't. And so they have to be able to know what's actually happened. They have so many questions. Most of the time I see people, they've even, dis, you know, they've discovered so many things on their own, and that leads to more questions. And then we have the person who's the betrayer. They're in such shock and trauma. They're in denial. They're lying. They're, so that disclosure is such an important piece for both people to start the healing process. And, of course, when I do disclosures, and I know you do the same thing, Carol, I follow it up with a lie detector exam. And that just kind of, again, gives some type of peace towards, okay, now we actually know the truth, so now we can actually start to really deal with the truth. Up until we get that disclosure done, I feel like they're both in such a state of trauma of her not knowing and him having to or vice versa. Again, it could be either way, uh, the betrayer or the partner. But both of them having to understand that the person who's betrayed or the addict, he's got to break through that denial and face the truth of what he's done. And the betrayed partner has to hear the truth to even know uh, how to go forward, where to begin to untangle, um, you know, her whole world being upside down. So. Well, absolutely, and and why do you think there is such little focus on the trauma that a, a sex addict feels right at the beginning of the therapy process? Well, I think it's such a sensitive issue for therapists, right? We have the person who's betrayed coming in, and their whole world, they've been violated in so many ways. And I know in my practice, oftentimes it's not just the addict or the betrayer that's done the harm. They've got family members who knew. They've got friends who engaged in the acting out. There can be multiple betrayals. Their children could have discovered things. So there can be so many things to the complex trauma happening. How can we say to that betrayed partner, we, we want you to understand and be educated that he's traumatized too, right? He's the perpetrator. He's the one that's causing all of this. So it's very hard for us to see that he's also hurting, overwhelmed, traumatized, and in shock. So it's so um, sensitive to say to somebody that's already hurting, 
um, you know, to be able to say this is what he's going through as well. And so I think therapists have to be very careful in the way they explain that to the traumatized partner. Uh, but I do think it's an important part of helping them both understand um, that what the betrayer created with this double life really is uh, traumatizing for both, for the family, for their friends, for their community, um, that it's really just caused a lot of trauma for everybody. And so understanding that in my experience, Carol, when the partner understands some of that, when they can take in some of that information, it actually helps them. It actually is helpful to them to see, okay, we're all feeling overwhelmed, right? Both of us are in this state of shock. This is, you know, something that we have to work through together as a couple with help and guidance. But, um, you know, it's just difficult to say. You know, I'm working on a book on betrayal, trauma, anger, and it's the same thing I talk about. Uh, it's so important for therapists to have to look at the betrayed partner and explain to them and educate them on anger, that they can't be violent, that they can't uh, be physically violent and throw things and punch and scream and yell and name call, you know, that, that they have to learn to manage their anger. That's so difficult to say to somebody who's been so harmed right, that they have to manage their feelings, right? It's almost like an injustice itself to say the person right. that hurt you, they're also traumatized. And even though you want to really hurt them physically, that just causes more harm. It doesn't help. So it's a very sensitive issue. It's very difficult in the healing process. But I do think it's helpful when the partner's educated on these different aspects of what everybody's going through. Well, and you are so right. Um, it is hard to help a partner work on managing her reactions or his, depending on who the partner is, in part because they're in a traumatized state with trauma responses, and that amygdala is just firing. Um, what kind of advice do you give partners to be less reactive and also um, less prone to the fight stage of partner betrayal? Well, I think it's important that we help our clients be able to have calming exercises. Sometimes they're referred to as grounding exercises. I think it's important that anger management be a part of every couple's uh, journey, that they have to understand mm -hmm. anger, they have to understand the neuroscience behind anger, and to be able to calm themselves down. One of the biggest issues that we have, all of us as human beings, is when we're angry, we want to do something. That's what those uh, responses are happening in our nervous system, right? Fight, flight, or freeze. We automatically want to do something. And what we really must do is learn to identify what those triggers are, and we have to immediately go nurture ourselves and calm ourselves down. So we can't go towards uh, the partner, or we can't shut down for days. We have to really go sit down and nurture ourselves. And so just like an external wound, if you had a, a big wound on your leg and it was bleeding, you wouldn't get up and go attack somebody that hurt you. You wouldn't go and ignore it for days at a time. You're going to have to take some time immediately and say, wait a minute, I've been hurt. 
I've got to stop, give it attention, take care of it. Then I can address maybe how it happened, what contributed it to it happening, um, you know, letting me know. So it's the same letting somebody who hurt me know how they hurt me, taking action, establishing boundaries so it doesn't happen again, all those things. But at first, we have to take care of ourselves, and that's one of the things that people get confused about. So understanding that those internal wounds are no different than the external wounds, it needs us to have attention to ourselves before we're going to relate with um, our partner. Well, I know that um, when I talk to recovering sex addicts that are therapists, and they know that I'm an empathy specialist, they will say, so when are you going to work with the betrayed partner on his or her empathy? Uh, And I believe that, you know, if we've lived this life, and I have not, I'm not a partner, and I'm not a sex addict. But when it's in your own epigenetics, when it's in your own history, um, it's natural to want somebody to understand you. Now, I'm going to ask you, how can we expect a traumatized partner to show empathy? Well, what I explain at first is I tell them I don't, I do not expect you to show empathy for uh, your husband. I'm just going to use husband and wife just for the sake of, but it could be either way. The wife could be the betrayer. It could be a same-sex couple. But I'm just for the example going to use husband and wife, and the husband would be the addict or the betrayer. So I say to the partner, I don't expect you to show empathy right now. I'm not asking you to show empathy right now. In fact, all I want you to know is to help you when you are hurt to manage yourself because he's not capable sometimes to meeting your needs, to being there for you. We're going to educate him. And, Carol, I always use your book, Help or Heal. We're going to get him to understand how he needs to show up for you because he's caused this harm. However, I just want you to understand sometimes he will not be able to. So I try to empower the partners that whether he can show up and be empathetic towards her or not, I try to educate her to understand here's what's happening with him. It's complex as well. So that actually has been helpful to my partners. They'll say, oh, I totally get it, right? And I know I have to understand that too. But I don't ask anything of them. I'll say as we go on this journey, I usually say when we get to the emotional restitution letter, that's after the impact statement, that's after the disclosure, then we can start working on empathy, more understanding. The partner's going to get educated more on the addict's own healing and woundedness. A lot of times they learn that through the disclosure. They learn that through the process. So they will be able to be empathetic, but I don't, I don't try to get them to do it right away. I almost think that's impossible at times. But then, Carol, sometimes I've had partners who are very empathetic and loving. Um, you know, yeah. I've, had, yeah. I've had partners that just say, look, I totally get it. This is his issue. This is his problem. And, and I'm going to be supportive of him as he gets help especially for my children. I want them to have a healthy dad. Um, I don't know if I'm going to stay in this relationship or not, but I can understand that he's wounded, that he obviously needs help. 
Um, and so sometimes they can see it right away, and other times they just can't. So we just kind of have to know our partners. But I do think the education piece of it and letting them know that we're going to do our very, very best to make the partners feel safe, to help him be accountable and to take responsibility. And, you know, we do uh, tell the addicts, actually, Carol, right at the beginning, as you know, that you're going to need to show up and be empathetic for your wife. And they're traumatized, but we do expect that from them. I don't expect it from the partner right away. I think that's unfolding. But we do expect the addict to get lots of support, get into a group, get into a 12-step, be doing seeing your therapist uh, right away, um, be working there so they've got lots of good emotional support. But we do ask them, hey, when your wife is triggered or overwhelmed, you're going to have to really show up for her. And you've got that great AVR exercise in your book. Um, I always recommend that to um, the addicts to say, here is an exercise that you can do and go to. Even when you don't feel it, you can also ask her, when you're triggered, what can I do to be there for you? How can it be helpful? And when I'm seeing the couple right away, which I think, I think couples work, as you know, should start right away, I try to educate them as a couple, too, to say, let's really work with each other. Can we identify what you both need when things start to uh, get, when the upset starts to rise over triggers? Um, And so I'm trying to help both. You know, can we talk about that? What can we look like? Can we have a safe place that we each can go to in the house until we can be calm enough to talk? and show empathy to her? You know, can we identify maybe what the trigger is and what you need? So I'm constantly, it's ongoing, unfolding, helping both partners address the trauma as well as what those needs can be. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I know that for some couples to get through this information in a way that's efficient and is kind and is respectful requires an intensive. And you do couples intensive, don't you, to get them through the discovery, you know, the disclosure, the impact letter, and the restitution letter. Yes, I do three different intensives. One that I offer is for the couple in sex addiction recovery, and we do a disclosure exam, impact statement, restitution letter, and a whole bunch of other stuff in that intensive that kind of sets that basis. You get a lot of therapy done. Of course, there's prep work before you come to the intensive. Um, Then I have one that I do for couples that are just in a relationship that's good, but they want to make it great, or they are in recovery for sex addiction or betrayal, and they've gotten to a place where we've not had relapse, where we've gone through the disclosure to the uh, restitution letter, and we're ready to really focus on building and maintaining a healthy marriage. Um, And then I have a three-day trauma intensive I do. These are individual. So I don't do group. They're all individual, one-on-one with me, whether I'm with the couple or I'm with the individual. And I do them for men and women, and we look at birth till today. So often I will not do it with the partner until after the impact statement is done, and then I'll do the intensive with her. I never do it with the addict until after the disclosure is done, um, and then we can do them. But, yeah, I've had people that do all three. I've had some of my clients do all three of the intensives. 
um, it gets you a lot of the in a shorter amount of time, and um, mm-hmm. and so I find it to be very very helpful for both. Okay, well that's good to know. And again, how can they get a hold of you if they want to take a look at your website and look at the intensives and decide what they might need for their relationship? Yeah, you can just go to my website. It's just my name, crystalhollenbeck.com. And you can also text me at 407-408-6521. And there's information on there about the intensive. If you are interested in one, then you would just go and you would click on the button that says fill out the intensive application. Once I receive Mm -hmm. that, then we will do a phone call where I'll go over details with you to see if the intensive is a good fit for you. Okay, now, you know, there are so many benefits to intensives, and and it really does help to keep people safe. I feel like it expedites, in a way, the brain problems that are occurring from trauma. Can you describe to our listening audience what you believe trauma is and what it looks like in the brain for the partner? and for the addict. Yeah. Well, I like to refer to it as woundedness. And so if you think about the brain being wounded, if something happens to you that's traumatic, the brain can't, it's literally shaking its head. It really can't make sense of something that doesn't make sense. And if there isn't some type of immediate counseling, um, this is why we do so much crisis work, if there isn't some immediately somebody validating that, explaining what happened, offering support, um, self-care happening, then what happens is the brain will store that. So now we could have complex trauma happen, and this is what happens with staggered disclosure, right? We think, okay, oh, you know, he'll say, that's all, it's everything, that's it, that's everything I've done. So she can breathe, and then all of a sudden she finds something else, and then there's something else. And so the brain's just like taking it in and taking it in and taking it in. And EMDR therapy is one of the modalities that I use for trauma healing. It's approved by the American Psychological Association for Treating PTSD. And what it really teaches, and and I agree with this, is a lot of the struggle is the maladaptive information that our brain is holding. So what we do with EMDR is we're really processing all of that information. And I always uh, educate clients that it comes out one piece at a time. So we might do an EMDR target about a trigger. We might do an EMDR target just around being betrayed in general. Um, And then often what we see is both with um, the addict and the partner, I see that there is not all the time, but a good high percentage of the time, I'll see people that have trauma way back from childhood. So they've had years of trauma, abuse, uh, events happen over and over that have never been addressed. So that also makes it more difficult for them to progress with this current trauma because they're the reactionary um, triggers that are happening on the brain, the amygdala kicks in and goes into overdrive which is your feeling part of the brain, the compulsivity part of your brain, the feel-good part of your brain. It just can't get regulated because the frontal cortex, which is what we call the smart part of our brain, it's our logic and our reasoning. It literally shuts down. So 
when that's not working and the amygdala is an overdrive, you're just going to say and do things that later when you calm down, you go, oh, my goodness, why did I say that? Why did I do that? What was I thinking? Um, or why didn't I say this? Or why didn't I do that? So, again, that's why I teach, and I'm a big proponent for this. I teach and empower the individual to nurture themselves. And that's a lot of what I talk about in, in my book of you have to understand when you are in need and be able to stop and nurture yourself. And that's also going to ha- help with the trauma processing. It's going to help to keep you regulated, which allows the brain to process. If you don't keep yourself regulated, the brain can't process what's happening. Mm-hmm. I get that. Now, tell me something, because obviously – I knew you were thinking about writing a book, but it sounds like you are now in the process. And this book centers around anger, anger management? It does. It's called Betrayal, Trauma, Anger. You're not crazy. Mm-hmm. You're angry, right? So what we were mm-hmm. just talking about there on the brain when you're overwhelmed and there's complex trauma, a lot of people say to me, I feel crazy. I don't even feel like myself, <laughs> right? And you're not crazy, but you're angry. And there's a lot of reasons to be angry when you've been betrayed. There's a lot of reasons for the betrayer and the betrayed to be angry. So that's what we're talking about, Carol, is that those trauma responses, that feeling of out of control, uncontrolled anger. Um, and I'm certified in anger management therapy, and I've been doing a lot of work with partners and addicts. A big part of what I do around the trauma is anger management and learning to regulate yourself. And so I think this is a really important part of the trauma healing process is that anger piece. Okay, so when can we expect to see the book? Oh, not yet. I'm working on it. And I I have somebody that's keeping me accountable to get it done. So I'm good at, I'm trying to get it out this year for sure. Um, but I will certainly let you know as soon as it uh, is ready to come out. I'm working on it and getting it edited and those sort of things. So, no, oh, fantastic. Uh, you know, it is frightening for partners and even for addicts to see that response. And, you know, many a woman has come into my office and said what you said. I'm going crazy. I woke up in the middle of the night. I pounded on him or he was in front of me taking the laundry downstairs and I kicked him down the stairs and she says I don't have a violent bone in my body I have never done that before what is going on with me I'm losing my mind and it sounds like your book is really going to help male and female partners understand what that response is and learn how to calm the amygdala down. Um, and You're exactly right. I, yeah, I love mindfulness for that. I mean, there's a lot of great techniques when you learn mindfulness. You're so right. Mindfulness is just simply using both parts of your brain, right? You want to use your thinking and logic and your emotion together. But you have to be able to recognize how anger plays a part in that as well. And, you know, what you were just saying, Carol, is so true. What I see in my practice is uh, men that are the betrayed, their anger is usually toward the other man. 
Um, it's usually toward the outward. It's not usually as much as I see against the per- the wife uh, who betrayed them mm-hmm. or the, the partner that betrayed them. And where I see women direct most of their anger is towards their partner that betrayed them. Not that you don't have mm-hmm. anger towards everything else, too, but that's where we can really see it get um, aggressive. And then, you know, we've got this other side to it that is, again, a sensitive topic to address for us therapists is the fact that the person who caused the pain and the upset, we call them either the betrayer or the addict, whether it was an affair or whether we have a sex addiction happening, that they think they deserve it. So what happens with a lot of couples? There's abuse going on, but they're not always telling the therapist because one of them just thinks they deserve it and the other one feels justified in doing it. So this is something that I really believe therapist has to ask about. This is in my book. Again, it's something that I stress. We have to ask. It's a sensitive topic, but it's a very important one, I think, when you're healing from trauma. Yeah. Well, and I 100% agree, as well as it's almost always the partner that tells on herself. You know, she's the one that comes in and says, I did this, what's going on? And, and you know, men have been taught to accept uh, violence and anger, and you nailed it when you said on some level they deserve it. And nobody needs to be or deserves to be abused. No one. So You're exactly right. Yeah. When we, as we begin to end, obviously you can go to her website, and that is www.crystal, B-R-Y-S-T-A-L, Hollenbeck, H-O-L-L-E-N-B-E-C-K. I've got it in the tagline. So when you look at the show, look at the search engine word. Um, or you can text her at 407-408-6521. Now, with, with Crystal Hollenbeck, that is a .com address. So when you're emailing her, you might first want to look at that website, take a look at her programming, take a look at the resources she offers. And I just am so glad we're having this conversation, Crystal, because you're – spot on that the sex addict is in trauma and he's in a traumatized state and he doesn't want to talk about it because he doesn't believe he deserves to. And if we can let partners know, if we can let professionals know, and most importantly, if we can let him know that we see that trauma state, then hopefully he'll start talking about it too. Yes, that's my hope. Yeah, and thank you for addressing this today, Carol. I think this is such an important topic. Well, it is. And thank you so much for being my expert on this because we both know that addicts, in most cases, are wonderful people. And they developed a compulsion that they didn't know how to get out of. Now, once they learn about addiction and they find the tools, Well, then they know better and they should do better. But we also understand that this is the hardest addiction to manage. And so there will be times that that addiction will hijack their brain. 
And that's also very hard for a couple. And it's also very hard on him. And so we have to be patient, teach the addict, the betrayer, the skills, and, you know, expect that this will be a lifeline that he didn't even know was available to him on trauma and on healing and on vulnerability and eventually trust. So I thank you so much. I can't wait for your book to come out. Any parting words for our audience? No, uh, just what you're saying is so true. The addict is somebody who has wounded himself and has learned a very Mm -hmm. unhealthy way of coping with life. And that's why it's so important to get a therapist who specializes in what we're talking about, addiction, betrayal, trauma. You need to see a specialized therapist to be able to help you work through all of that. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And you're one of the best, Dr. Crystal. Take care of yourself. Keep busy with the book because we need it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carol. Have a great evening. And you too. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, She's a wealth of knowledge, very articulate, love to talk to her, and um, I'm so glad you're listening to the show. It's been a wild ride for me for a variety of reasons, and um, I am just so grateful for you, for you all. It was such a pleasure yesterday to be teaching certified sex addiction therapists how to do couples work and how to help partners heal. And, you know, we've got an IRCAM training coming up. Everybody knows IRCAM is the Early Recovery Couples Empathy Model, and it teaches couples how to work through the trauma, the drama, and the feelings behind sex addiction and partner betrayal. If you have, I'm going to ask you to be my evangelist, If you have a counselor, whether they're a CSAT, APSAT, or not, who you think might benefit from going through this course, it's April 18th through the 21st. You can go to my website, Sex Help with Carol the Coach. It turns into Help Them Heal, and you can sign up uh, to learn about this incredible model, and to be able to do it with your clients. Um, There are very, very, very intense relational skills that you'll learn. There's 19 videos and over 40 exercises, over 60 handouts, um, and four days with me, Carol the Coach. (laughs) Woohoo! I love doing this. I've got another training with New Zealand next Tuesday. It's all good. We're going to teach everybody around the world how to make it safe for couples restoration. And as I say at the end of every show, there will only be one of you at all times. Fearlessly have the courage to be yourself. And don't hesitate to contact me if you're looking for groups, for intensives, for workshops. We just had a request today. When's your next workshop for couples? Well, it won't be until June. (laughs) So thanks so much for being so supportive and for wanting to heal. And for anybody who's listening that that wanted to just throw in the towel with their relationship, 
you know, if you're a partner, you're allowed to do that. If you're an addict, I'm going to say hang in there until you can no longer tolerate it. Because most couples that work on their relationship after partner betrayal stay together and they get better. I'm Carol the Coach, and I will see you next week. Make it a good one.